Welcome to the One of a Kind podcast, the show where we explore the stories we tell ourselves and the moments that got us here. I'm Nisi Duran, and I hope today's conversation gives you something to smile about. Welcome to the very first episode of the One of a Kind podcast. I am honored that my brother Jose Duran joined me to discuss my recent layoff from Google, as well as his new venture into teaching. We had this conversation three days after I was laid off from Google, after almost nine years at the company. Getting laid off meant I had many, many feelings to process and some unexpected time on my hands. So here we are. Now, let me tell you about my dope brother. Jose is a Los Angeles-based journalist and scriptwriter. He studied cinema at California State University, Northridge. He recently started teaching broadcast journalism at his alma mater, and you can find him roaming the halls in his signature chucks. He hosts and produces a vegan podcast called Beyond the Kale and is an avid gamer and storyteller. In his own words, he plays far too much Call of Duty, is a hip-hop nerd, loves movies, and believes that Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the greatest show ever made. I hope you enjoy our conversation. So thanks for talking to me. I decided that I'm going to have time and energy to like try this again. Um, As you know, like last year, I tried to start a podcast and I recorded maybe like four or five episodes. Yeah. Thank you for helping me edit some of them. Absolutely. And then, you know, work and life got busy. And so, but that is no longer the case. And I'm going to share about that. The one thing I didn't want to tell you was, I think I might be changing my name of the podcast. I think it's going to be, um, what was it? I already forgot. Oh, one of a kind with Nisi Duran. Oh. It doesn't rhyme, but um, my friend, Matt, who I think, you know, Matt, who I love. Um, yeah, I'm going to met yeah. Google and stuff. He sent me a really nice text and said that I was like one of a kind. And I don't necessarily believe it (laughs) because I'm working through that. But um, I also thought I was like, oh, you know, everyone is one of a kind. And I was like, that's actually why I want to talk to people because I love talking to folks and understand their stories and we're all one of a kind. So I think that's what it's going to be, but let's see how it flows. One of a kind with Nisi Duran. I like it. Um, So the reason I also wanted to start this up again was because on Friday, my life changed. And I know that sounds really dramatic, but it's true. Um, after almost nine years at Google slash YouTube, I found out I was laid off and it's been a really hard couple of days. Um, I would say that the part of me that doesn't want to put myself out there, like automatically goes to this place of it's not that bad for me, right? Like my husband is at a good job. I am not on a, on a visa where I need to quickly scramble to find a job financially. We're okay. Um, I'm also not on parental leave, like a lot of people that were, are, and were, you know, currently are, and we're notified of this, but it's still after like almost a decade of my life there and the way that it went down, it's, it was not a good experience and I'm trying to process that. So I wanted to talk about that. And then I also wanted to talk about your new pivot too, of mm. in a, the positive side of it. So yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to use the time to talk about. So, okay. Do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Yeah, um, <laughs> you can go. Uh, I don't know if you have any questions or you want to, 
or did you want me to ask you questions? Maybe, maybe. Let's just try. Uh, it's a new uh, format. Uh, this is a, this is one of a kind with Nisi Duran, so I'll, I'll definitely let you start it <laughs> off. But I'll have some questions for you. I like that. This is one of a kind. One of a kind. So I think for me, so I'll just tell you kind of how it went down. Um, on Friday morning, I woke up and I immediately went to check my phone because I knew I was going to have a busy day, mm-hmm. and I was trying to access like my work calendar. And it wasn't loading and I got this error message, mm. but that's happened before. And so I didn't think much of it. And when I told David, my husband, that that was the case, he looked at me and he said, well, isn't that a sign? I was like, a sign of what? He was like, that you were laid off. And I was like, back up, bro. I was like, no, <laughs> first of all, we thought there was a lot of rumors of layoffs and we thought layoffs were happening like this week, not, not yeah. last week. And secondly, I've always been a very strong performer. And so I just didn't think that that was necessarily an option. Mm-hmm. Um, I was confident in my abilities, right? And like what I had delivered to the company. So then yeah. I I was like, let me just go look at my computer. I'm sure it's like nothing. Um, but then I tried to log into my work computer and I couldn't get it into my Gmail account for work. And I was like, am I doing something? <laughs> like, Is my password off? And yeah. I, kept, I kept trying to log in. And then I called my friend, Steven, who... My very good friend who also works at YouTube. And I was like, Stephen, I can't get into my email. And I was like starting to freak out. And he knows me really well. And he was like, calm down. Like, let me get on my computer. Let me go see. And as he's like trying to pull up his stuff, I keep trying to enter in my password. And after a certain number of failed attempts, right, this like landing page popped up that said, you know, we're sorry to inform you that Mm. your role has been terminated. And I just immediately started sobbing and I'm, I was so thankful that Steven was the one that listened to me and was there for me because he knows me super well. We mm-hmm. love each other and he knew the right things to say and was just like a wonderful person to experience that awful thing with. Um, but I think for me, it was like, it was so shocking and also the way they did it where they el- just eliminated our access right away Yeah, just felt so terrible and a really bad experience. So my friends helped me contact a couple people internally. They sent them my phone number and including my manager. I got on the phone with my manager and she was, you know, a little emotional and wanted to make sure she was being there for me, but she was like shocked. And she said she thought it was an error and she reached out to people and they were like, it's not a mistake. She had no idea this was happening. Um, and you know, and then I just started getting all this outreach from people saying they were shocked, they were shocked, they were shocked. And I think where I'm at right now is like, I really appreciate that, right? It's it's validation of, you know, they're shocked because I'm a strong performer. And so it's validation that, okay, yes, I, I was a strong performer. But I think what I'm struggling with right now is this feeling of like, it didn't matter, you mm. know, like, yeah, it didn't matter how hard I worked, it didn't matter how effective I was. And you know, and now people are reaching out and saying really kind things like I'm the best manager they ever had. And, you know, I'm like one of the best people they've ever worked for, one of the smartest, one of the kindest, one of the best leaders. And I'm almost, I can't hear it almost like, like I so appreciate it because I know it's from a place of love, but something about the way we were treated and probably also something about the way, like from where I come from and like, you know, some things that I need to work through it almost feels like I don't believe it, you know? And so like, that's going to be my work mm. over the, these next couple of weeks. Like, why don't I believe it? Yeah. Why? Yeah. And I think it's because 
I think part of the reason I work so hard is because I have this like deep fear or deep belief that I actually don't belong Mm -hmm. anywhere good Mm -hmm. or actually anywhere at all. And so I constantly feel like I need to prove my worth. Yeah. And so the way that I was laid off is like, I don't even know how to say it, but it's, it's almost like my worst dream, my worst nightmare come true, right? Like, oh, that's right. I suck. I don't matter. And I don't belong here. And so that's what it means for me. I don't know how other people are feeling, but that's what that's done to me. Yeah. And part of it is the company, the way they treated me. And part of it is me, like the way that I, my insecurities and, you know, how we were raised and that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. So Mm -hmm. it's been hard. It's been really hard. Yeah, I bet. You spent almost a decade there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And when, I mean, not to age you. Don't do it. But when you put, when you put it in perspective, (laughs) when you really sit back and realize, you know, the percentage of your life that a decade is totally, it's I'm so young. (laughs) Exactly. That's, that's that's a big chunk of your life, you know? So the fact that you're feeling what you're feeling, I mean, not that you need me to tell you, um, but it's totally valid. Uh, I don't know what the stats are, but a lot of us spend more time either at work physically or these days just whether it's digitally or remotely, right? You yeah. are still interacting with, with a lot of these people. Totally. Um, sometimes more than you're interacting with your own family members. So um, that's a huge, totally. huge part of your life. And the fact that you say that your life has changed, you know, in the last week is not, you know, uh, it's not you being dramatic. It's not an overstatement whatsoever. And honestly, I mean, I know, I don't know if anybody's flat out told you that, but that's absolutely wrong. Thank but that you. doesn't mean that what you're feeling isn't, is it, you know, I'm not telling you you're wrong for feeling that, but I'm telling you is that the frame it in that manner is that totally and utterly wrong. And everybody that's reached out to mm-hmm. you to tell you how much they love you and, and how much uh, they enjoyed working with you and, and how you were the best you know, manager or colleague or whatever they they've had. And probably not just at Google, but in their career. Thank um, you. I mean, I know they, like you said, it comes from a place of love, but I also understand how, that can be even more hurtful for you right now. Because like you said, it, in the end, it didn't matter. Yeah. None of that mattered. None of your, what you've accomplished or done or sacrificed for that company mattered to them, the people that made those decisions, right? Um, and I can understand why you could feel like that's a reflection of you um, or, or yourself as a person or as an employer or any of that, but, it, but it's not. It really came down to, I mentioned this to you, you know, previously, some number crunchers. Yeah. They really just looked at where they could save money. Yeah. And that's what they did. And it came down to the fact that one of the most powerful companies in the world couldn't afford you. You know, and that <laughs> that's really what it is. I mean, they they just they decided they could not afford you, which I think yeah. is fair, frankly yeah. stupid. Yeah. Um, but I like and, that. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna feel better about it, right? Because end of the day what happened happened but that's really what it was it was not because you're you, you weren't good at your job it wasn't because you weren't able to work well work well with others or or you know be a team player or anything like that no it just came down to the fact that they decided they couldn't afford you yeah and that sucks and it's it is something is sometimes something is is i don't mean to use the word trivial in that sense but for the lack of a better word something so yeah. small or something so trivial something that 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 in the grand scheme of things, like for you, it may not seem like that big of a deal. And that's what they kind of latched onto and, and that they upended your whole life, right? Because of that one thing. Totally. And, and something that was completely out of your control. And 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 that's unfortunate. And that's not fair, especially the way they did it. 
especially the way they did it. It's just interesting. Like there's so many other ways this could have gone down. This is the way they chose to do it. And I need to work through my feelings about that. (laughs) And to your point, separate their business decision to my identity and self-worth. Absolutely. Absolutely. The reason I want to do this podcast, right. Is because like, I think we're all working on things that like that contribute to this like narrative that we tell about ourselves in our lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just want to learn from people and like talk about their stories. And so this is part of my story, right. Of like never feeling good enough. Never, never feeling good enough. I think the other part of it too, is like separating the people that are running the company with the people that are actually doing the work and the people that are actually doing the work are almost universally like amazing people, you know? And that's why I'm also sad. Like, and it's, yeah. and that's okay. Like I can be sad that my daily life is not going to be filled with meeting after meeting with really, really wonderful people. So, you know, yeah, I can be sad about that. No, for sure. And, and, and you will be for a while. Yeah. And, and that's part of the process. Um, but it, it, I guess from what I'm told, it's a healthy process to go through <laughs> from what I'm told. Yeah. So now I have to do a couple of other things. So like one is like identify myself with <laughs> that one. But the other things I'm going to do, um, I want to be more creative. Yeah. And I want to also hear about how your wonderful day went, because the other thing that's been on my mind for a really long time was like, is there a world where I can teach at a university and like Mm-mm. be around young people and get that energy. And like, I love public speaking, which is, I know that's like a weird thing to say for most people, no. but like, I love it. Um, so there's, a, I guess I want to be more creative because I have more time. So yeah. I want to hear about, I want to hear about your stuff. Yeah. Um, my stuff, huh? Um, what do you want to hear? <laughs> How was your day? So today was your first day as a what do I call it? Is it a lecturer? No, I guess professor is actually what people were Ex- calling me. And it felt weird. Excuse me, professor. Um, Luran. Yeah. Did you yeah. say Duran or Duran? Uh, I, I say Duran. I always say Jose Duran. Jose um, Duran. But it was funny because I excused uh, the class for their first break because it's a you know three-hour class. So I excused them for their break. And one of the kids that was sitting, one of the students, because they're they're they're... I guess they're not technically kids, right? Mm-hmm. Since it's college. Um, he was sitting in the last row uh, and he was like, excuse me, professor. He had to say oh, it like two that. or three times. I love that. Professor. Love that. And I'm like, oh, wait, he's talking to me. <laughs> oh, he's hell yeah, talking uh, to you. I love that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's been interesting. It's it's uh, it's an opportunity that I, I, I didn't expect to get this early on in my career. So I'm, I'm, I'm teaching a journalism class um, at, at a university here in, in, in LA and uh it's something that was always in the back of my mind, I guess. So it was something I wanted to do some, you know, somewhere down the road, but I, I didn't expect to, to get it this very early on in my journalism career. Cause I've only been out of school for what, um, it's going on four years. Jeez. Three and okay, a half years. Can you take a beat and like back up and just explain like how you got to college and that sort of thing too. Cause like, I think mm. this is like the coolest part. You know, meaning like you weren't even sure that you wanted to go to school and now you're a professor <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like, you I know, d- you're teaching. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. So I didn't go to school um, until I was, what, 25 or 26, maybe. See, um, my dad thought you took a year off and my mom and I were like, no, he took no, several years off. I took a year off and then another <laughs> and then another and then another. Um, no, yeah, it was. Uh, 
I was probably 25 or 26. Mm. Um, I was working at uh, a casino at the time. And um, shout out to Saquon. Love it. Yes. Actually, I was working at Viejas at this time. Oh, I I didn't even know that. Yeah. I was working at Viejas. It was a 2008 ish. No, all good. All good. (laughs) And uh, it was during that that 2008 recession. I was there for a couple of years. And um, anyway, I, I started kind of seeing the writing on the wall, right? Like mm. the the casino industry was going to recover, but it was going through a very tough time. I was like, okay, I, I maybe I got to do something different. So I started, you know, looking at different schools and this and that. And I ended up, uh, I don't know if you remember this. I actually went to the art Institute for like a quarter. Um, I don't remember that. Yeah, but I do remember you used Valley. to, you used to sketch and stuff. I remember in high school. You had like yeah. a peanut, a peanut, um, yeah, a peanut comic. cartoon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, yes. It was very impactful. Like I still remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd actually forgotten about that. But uh, so I went to the art institutes for um, audio production, producing, oh. uh, you know, uh, oh. producing audio, editing audio, recording out. audio. Um, that I came actually, in handy, bro. It did. It actually did. I actually wanted to do something um, in in video games, uh, specifically audio uh, production and video games. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And that got to be way too expensive. I did it for like one quarter and I I couldn't afford it anymore. Uh, So I ended up uh, enrolling in community college Mm -hmm. in in San Diego, uh, uh, Cuyamaca and Grossmont. But unfortunately, the schedule of classes didn't work out with my schedule that I was working at at Viejas at the time. So I left there. Um, without having a job, I started, uh, I started community college. Like I said, I was like 25 or 26. Oh, so you um, left, you left, you stopped working and then you I went to school for completely. time. Yeah. And oh, actually like a week, that. it was like within a month, within a month, I actually got offered a job at, at, at Saquon where, where I had worked before, yeah. but I was offered a new role at Saquon. Um, it was full time. I was looking for something for part time, like I said, but I mean, it just made it made sense because they were offering me overnight anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I. That's uh, right. So basically, my entire time in community college was, which was about four or five years, maybe four years, four and a half yeah. years, because I did change my major a couple times. Um, you were on a journey, man. That's cool. Yeah, and I worked overnights. So, yeah, you were um, full time working yeah. going to school. I, I'd be at work from like uh, I think midnight to eight in the morning, depending on the Jeez, day. It may have been like eleven p.m. to seven a.m. Um, and then going to class right after that and being there till, you know, however late I had to be three, four or 5 PM and then going to class, uh, going, going home and sleeping. And what kept so, you going though? Like, how did you do that? That's I a long had, time. Yeah. Um, I just had to do it. Why? That, because it's something I decided to do that just, I know that may sound a little weird, but it was, um, there was no like end goal. It wasn't like, I got to do this to get out of Saquon. No, mm-hmm. um, I actually really enjoyed the job that I did at Saquon. Um, but it was one of those things where it's like, this is something that I decided to to, to do. But what um, did you decide to do? Graduate from community college or what was the decision? So, um, yeah. So my decision was I wanted to transfer to a four-year university. Got it. So, so that okay. was my goal when I, when I enrolled in, in, in a community college. So, um, I took a, it took a little longer than I expected. Like I said, my original uh, major was uh, sociology and political science. Actually, I, I wanted do to do a double that. major. I remember uh, that. At that point, I was like, maybe I think I want to do law school because of you. Yeah, my <laughs> uh, bad. I led you no, down the wrong. All good. <laughs> all good. And then, um, I, I, at one point, I decided I don't want to be in school forever. Yeah. So yeah. I changed it to, um, uh, God, I can't remember the name of it. I changed it to another major, which I didn't complete, but it was it, along the lines of media. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got to take a lot of cool classes like audio production and nice. and learned how to uh, how to how to properly mic instruments. Learned how to do some foley work. I don't know if you're familiar with foley work, but uh, foley work is basically uh, I hope I'm not wrong in this description, but um, when you look at any kind of uh, film or, or or TV show or even video games, um, the sound effects. So like you hear oh, the footsteps. I, know. I, I thought it was something different. Oh, yeah. No way. If somebody's walking like on um on water or something like or not like literally like Jesus, right? But I mean like <laughs> if it's a wet floor or wet ground, they're walking through puddles. Sometimes that'll be captured with the actual microphone there on the spot, right? But yeah. if it if for logistical reasons that can't be captured um on the spot because of, you know, any number of reasons, yeah. that's all foley work. The rain. The thunder. Oh. Google it. Google Foley That's work. Cool. I, it, and you'll see it. Actually, it, it's actually really cool work. So I got to do all of that kind of stuff in, in community college. Um, That's going to help when we do our movie. Exactly. About the Durans. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. And then after that, I, so I I, I uh, transferred to uh, to Cal State Northridge. So I was uh, I didn't finish that specific um, yeah. degree at community college, but I had an, enough requirements done to actually transfer to a four-year university um that's awesome, Jose. yeah and uh, so like i said i didn't want to be in school forever that's why i changed my major um so when i came to csun cal state northridge i was um, a cinema and television arts major i picked up a minor in broadcast journalism um, oh, okay and uh i finished in 2017 um and the reason I keep bringing up the fact that I didn't want to be in school forever, and that was the reason I changed my major, I ended up doing a master's program anyway. That's um, right. That's right. So I finished that in 2019. I did my master's in mass communication. And honestly, it was never like one of those things where I set a goal for myself. Like, I want a master's from the get go, and I just got to put my head down and get through it because I held down two to three jobs at, you know, know. at the same time. Yes. All throughout my my uh, my my school uh career if you will so at community college and even at csun i had numerous jobs while i was going to school full time i have and so much respect for that that's so hard um it, it was tough but it was it's just so one hard. of those things like i said it was like i want to do it and i decided yeah. to do it so i'm you're gonna no do excuse it. you know um it wasn't any one goal other than just completing that actually got me through it yeah. it was just take it week by week semester by semester and, and and it was before i knew it it was done when did you get your masters i graduated three years ago with my masters so that's it took me crazy nine years. jose that's great yeah. but like you've had so many jobs already i feel like <laughs> since you graduated and yeah. so essentially you're teaching at a university four years after you graduated that's wild three three four. three and a half three and a half years that's wild that's great three and a half years yeah, That's amazing. It took me three and a half years. Yeah, I, again, I didn't expect to get that opportunity, but um, it it was a little intimidating, and I it was like, I don't know if I want to do this because why? I didn't know how. <laughs> like any end of the day, like I I didn't know how, and part of me is I also felt something similar to what you described earlier is like, well, I don't really belong there, and all that kind of stuff. But um, you feel that too? Oh, all the time. Why? Why do you think? I don't know why. I really don't. I think I. I <sighs> It's well, think obviously about it. Think something, about it. <laughs> I, I try not to think about it a whole lot because I usually just ignore it, to be honest with you. Um, because we all do. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly I, I stress over a lot of other things. So that yeah. trying to trying to stress over that 
Um, I, I, I kind of, I kind of try not to, but I do give it some thought on occasion and I really, really don't know why. I mean, it, it probably has something to do with me and, and, you know, the way I, I view myself or, or, or I don't know, but part of me also thinks a lot of it, and this is going to sound like me, maybe not taking responsibility, but I feel like a lot of it is due, not entirely, but a lot of it is due to external factors. Mm-hmm. The way, the way our, uh, the way we, the interactions with some colleagues might go on occasion. Totally. Um, the way things are set up, the way things operate, right? Um, yeah. There's there's a reason why sometimes the way things are done are racially, at best, racially mm-hmm. insensitive. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and that goes across a couple of different industries that I've worked in. Um, and that's just the reality, right? So when you really look at it, they're not very welcoming to, to, to various groups of people. And, and that in and of itself can have uh, effects on the way we, we view ourselves within that space. I really do think that a hundred percent, a lot of it is definitely due to the way I feel or the way I perceive myself, but a lot of it is also that, right. I think there are external factors that play into that. Um, you know, uh, my, my industry specifically, um, yeah. a lot of the, and this is a more of a practical thing, right? But a lot of, a lot of the internships, thankfully these days are paid internships, but there are still some out there that are not. And back yes. in the day, a lot of them were not. Yes. And just that in and of itself, right? If newsrooms claim they want to be more diverse yeah. and, you know, um, they want their, their, the, the makeup of the newsroom to, to better reflect society at large, Totally. more ethnic diversity um then but but the, again they've made they've made great great strides in this but back even a couple of years ago a lot of these internships weren't paid let's just be real uh, i'm not saying black and brown people are poor what i'm saying is statistically we know that um black and brown students have a harder time making ends meet um when going to school um and then if you're asking them to work for free on top of a full, you know, totally school load, like, I mean, it just, it, it's, it's damn near impossible. Yeah. It's damn near impossible. So the people that get hired out right out of college are usually people that have internships. So people that yeah. were able and, and, and were able to afford working for free. That's why they you know, and that goes for a lot of different industries. Right. Totally. So I, I do think that the way that, I feel and having conversations with other, you know, people that look like me. Um, sometimes we don't always feel welcome. And yeah. I think a lot of it is just structural, structural barriers. I mean, and yeah. external factors. So I, I try like not to think about it. Structural barriers. Why do you try to think about it? Because it's just too much. Yeah. Part of me is like, I, I, I've thought about it. So much, I know, in the past. Yeah. I thought about it a lot. And now I'm just like, well, people are finally starting to wake up and listen to those types of things, right? So hopefully it changes. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm kind of, I'm You've trying to be You've been talking about it being, for years and I've been, someone yeah. else needs to take on the, yeah, I hear you. And it's just like, hopefully you all figure it out because, I mean, <laughs> somebody has to. <laughs> no, you're right. But part of it is the external factors, but then you tie them together, which I think is right. Like you had certain experiences growing up that came also from external factors. <laughs> so it was yeah. like all reinforced in terms of how you view yourself and how you carry yourself and all that stuff. So 
yeah it's all connected um, and even then yeah like i mean i look around and sometimes nobody looks like me and i'm like okay i i definitely don't belong here right um so the, the again still external factors but it's also why am i thinking that way and those yeah, are things that yeah. i those are things that uh, I, I sometimes think about, but I try not to think about it too much. Um, I hope at some point you do, though, and we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not giving you a whole lot here, am I? It just, no, it, no, no. I mean, I don't want to pressure you into, like, digging into no. that. Like, I think, I think, I mean, I told you at the beginning, like, there's something that I need to work through of, like, why do I feel this way? And I think it's okay to say, I'm not ready to un- unpack that. I'm not ready to dig into that right now because... I don't want to, you know, but I think like when I start to feel like, you know, strong enough or willing enough or whatever to start looking into it, I will. But I think that's like a personal choice of when you want to get into it because it can be painful and it's really hard. So no, I'm not trying to pressure you. No. And it's, and and, and it's all good. I don't feel like I'm being pressured. The thing for me is I don't know if I need to. Oh, we've right? had this conversation. <laughs> no, but but this is going to probably take a turn that, that you, you you may not be expecting. I don't think I need to because at the end of the day, like when it comes to me, if you know, I yeah. feel like, well, maybe I don't belong in this particular spot or in this career or whatever, um, because of the way I fe- I'm feeling, right? Like, oh, how yeah. did I sucker them into giving me a job? Like, um, that imposter that's syndrome. That's what you're right? feeling. No, no, no. I mean, on occasion, someone can feel that way, and yeah. like. The, the, that's part of the imposter syndrome, right? Totally, that's what they totally, call it, right? Totally. So at the end of the day, I try not to think about it too much or why I'm feeling that way, because at the end of the day, I'm still there. Totally. Right. And, and, and totally. for, for me, it's like, if I dwell on it too much, yeah, I hear you. I, 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 I could probably fall into to some kind of a rabbit hole that I don't want to go down. It's just, I know totally. I shouldn't be feeling that way. <clears throat> and this works for me. I'm not saying that yeah. everybody should be this yeah. way. I, I, I don't suppress the feelings. I just ignore it or try to look the thing. The <laughs> yeah. thing is I may feel that way, but I know that it's wrong. Oh, right. And, and maybe well, everybody that doesn't feel that way, or maybe everybody that does feel that way, doesn't realize <clears throat> that it's wrong because I will say this with rare exception, if you are there, it's for a reason. And it's because you belong there. Oh, right? oh, oh, I see. I see. So, okay. I was going to so, cut you off. Cause when you said wrong, like, I, I thought you were talking about your feeling. And no, so I don't think I, your feelings are wrong, but no, you mean like, no. you, you mean are, like the conclusion is inaccurate. The, exactly. It's like, I'm not saying that people should not be feeling what they're feeling. What I'm saying is at the end of the day, that's not the right way of looking at it. In my opinion, it's, yeah. it's you're there because you're able, you're, yeah. you're, you're capable. You're, you're, you, you, you fucking earned it basically. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you've, and, and I know I've worked my ass off to be where I'm at. So, um, end of the day, if I'm feeling that kind of way, I'm just like, well, no, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> like yeah, just, totally. that's, that's what works for me. That's what kind of gets me through it. Um, but I know that that may not work for everyone else. I just try not to try not to feed into it too much for me personally. No, I love um, it. I, I have a comment, but I want to tease you first. Um, I haven't cussed this whole time and you just cussed twice. I feel like I should get a reward I, for that. I, I caught one. I caught one, but I'm like, Ooh, I get a cookie. Uh, <laughs> You're a bad influence on me. That's why. It's so funny. Um, I'm going to do a name drop, which is so funny, but I told you we, so I went to law school to Columbia law school, New York city. <laughs> the reason this is relevant is because um, Supreme court justice, Sonia Sotomayor, she would come to Columbia law I don't think it's her alma mater, but because she is from New York City, she would come and see us. And so 
I don't think I said this, but like I identify as a Latina. And so I was part of the, like the Latin X, you know, student group. And so Supreme Court just Sonia Sotomayor also identifies in that way. So she'd come and talk to us and somebody asked her, you know, like something around the lines of what you were saying, like, you know, the student was like, I student sometimes feel like I don't belong. Sometimes I think people look at us and think that we're some sort of like diversity um, hires or like, you know, diversity acceptance where, you know, the, we had lower LSAT scores or lower grades or whatever. And we just got in because we're Latinos. And they said, you know, like, how do you deal with that? Like, have you experienced that? And Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor, I don't know, I don't know how to say this shorter. So I just keep saying it. Supreme Supreme Court Justice (laughs) Sotomayor, because I want to be respectful because she's a boss. But um, she was super kind. And she said that, of course, she experienced that herself where, you know, sometimes people would give her a look. Sometimes she was the only woman, sometimes the only person of color in a room. Mm -hmm. And she's also from a different generation. So it was even more of like a huge contrast, right? Like her from everybody else. But she said kind of what you said. She was like, it doesn't matter. She said, like, there are so many reasons why so many people get these opportunities. Maybe it's because somebody's, you know, parent knows the person from the company and they get them a recommendation so they can get the internship. Maybe it was somebody's cousin. Maybe it was this or that, or they bonded over, you know, the hiring manager bonded with the student because they went to the same school or they like the same sport. Or she was just like, there's so many reasons why sometimes people get an opportunity because we're human. Mm -hmm. And she said, at the end of the day, you're going to drive yourself crazy. If you try to think about what other people are saying and try to prove them wrong, or even like, try to prove yourself wrong. Right. She said her advice was if you're there, if you have the opportunity, just kick butt, like knock it out of the park and focus your energy on that. And I just, I remember her saying that. And sometimes I forget, right. Sometimes I, I question myself and I'm like, Oh, do I belong? But I really took that to heart to be like, let people talk and be yourself. And, you know, I always enter every interaction with like, a ton of like empathy for the other person. My Mm -hmm. heart is wide Mm -hmm. open. I'm the kind of person like, I will trust you until you prove to me that I shouldn't. I will give you the benefit of the doubt and I will care about you as a person. And I'm going to do awesome at whatever, you know, you ask me to do. But so anyway, you and Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor (laughs) are um, on the right page or on the same page, right? So yeah, and you're as smart um, as a Supreme Court justice is saying. I, what I'm saying. I, I, I doubt that. <laughs> I don't believe that, but thank you. Um, but no, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like, you can't, I, like I said, I stress about a lot more than I should. Yeah. Um, that's just one thing I try, I try not to stress over. I yeah. mean, I feel it, but at the end of the day, I'm there anyway. So, may as well just get everything done, um, yeah. get the job done as best as I possibly can. And if, you know, if they don't want me around, they'll let me know. That's what it basically <laughs> what it comes down to. Um, let you off yeah. without warning. Oh, I'm sorry. They <laughs> don't want and, me around. <laughs> and, no, and for, in your case, that, that was not it whatsoever. <laughs> you know, they just, like I said, they couldn't afford you. Uh, justice, <laughs> I may be wrong here. Yeah. And okay. I say I say this a lot. You sounded right. like Obama right there, just so you know. I may be wrong here. <laughs> just I, I listen to wrong. it later. <laughs> I may be wrong, but I don't believe I am. I'm pretty sure. How humble. <laughs> uh Justice Sotomayor is the one who ended the nineteen ninety four uh baseball strike. 
Oh, I don't know. I, I, I I'm going to have to Google look this. Up. Can we look it up now? Yeah. We need to talk about baseball in every episode. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, you like how I worked it in? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. She's amazing. So I like her so much. She was just so kind to us, you know? Uh, That's awesome. That's, uh, that's really, really good to hear. Um, Let's see here. Um, So the 94 strike that ran into 95, uh, this Washington post uh, headline, how Sonia Sotomayor helped end MLB's work stoppage. Yeah. So cool. So she's, she's got to be your favorite, boo. <laughs> well, yeah, she, she, she's cool. <laughs> what did you say? I may be wrong. I, I want you to hear it wrong. again because you sounded just like Obama. <laughs> I don't know about that. Although that would be a compliment. That man's a hell of a speaker. He's a hell of a speaker. It's so good. Um, I did have a silly question for you because yeah. my parents and I were wondering today. And I always say my parents, but there are parents. Um, what you did you them. wear today? I can have them. What did you wear today? Because... That's what you're wearing. That's what, like yeah. that. Tell me what you wore. Describe it. The was it a flannel or a checkered shirt? Yeah. Um, some black jeans, some uh, chucks. <laughs> Cara, Cara, my, my girlfriend, she bought me some brand new chucks for today. Because the ones I had were a little beat up. She bought me some new new shoes for for the first day of school. She's an amazing woman. She's awesome. She's the best. Did you take a picture? So you said to my parents, they were wondering what you were wearing. So no, I didn't. I didn't take a picture of my uh, outfit for the first day of school. <laughs> I probably should have. Sorry. No, not at all. Uh, Did they think you were really young or no? Could you tell? What were uh, the impressions they had of you? One of the students actually that was uh, he wasn't in. He's not in my class, but he was standing outside talking to some of the students that were. He was like, "Hey, what's up, man? Da 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 da. You're taking this class, huh?" <laughs> I took it last semester. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. I hope you enjoyed it. And I just kept walking. Um, yeah. What a friendly guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was super friendly. Um, Did any of the students were like, bro, that's my professor. <laughs> no, they didn't know. I, I, uh, I'm i not familiar with any of the students except for one because um, uh, I've, I've spoken as a guest speaker um, yeah, in, in numerous classes of hers. Uh, oh, but, cool. uh, but yeah, no, the, they, they knew of me. Uh, yeah. I just don't think they, they actually knew who I was. Um, a lot How of the big students, is the class? 20, Sorry, 21. Stu- no, it's all good. 21 students. 21 students. You'll get to know yeah. them really well. Hopefully. Can I come to a class? I was thinking about visiting you all. Absolutely. Can I sit in on one? Can I be disruptive? Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll kick you out. But yeah, you can do whatever you want. No, please come come on by. I mean, uh, it's, I, see. I, uh, it, I think I'm, so I'm hoping. Cool. I'm hoping they enjoy it. Um, yeah, it, it was funny because I hadn't done any kind of public speaking in 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 quite in a, while. a while. Yeah, and it took by the end of the class session, which was a three hour class. I felt a like three I was three hour getting, class. Omg, is there a break? Like, can I come a, for thirty yeah, minutes absolutely. and there's leave? A, there's a break. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, it was funny because I was worried that I'll I wouldn't like, have enough time. Suckers. <laughs> I was worried because I wasn't. I, I wasn't sure I would, I would find enough stuff Content. to keep. Yeah, to, for three uh, hours. I'm sorry, Boo Boo, but you're Duran and you are your mother's son, just like I we am my mother's daughter. I know. We talk a lot. so I know. And I learned that <laughs> That's today. That's a fake well, word. Well, no, I already knew it. I, I, I was reminded of it today. Um, no, I mean, it flew by. It flew by. Yeah. We really just covered the syllabus. I introduced myself um, and and then I took them down to the, to the journalism lab where they can uh, check out camera equipment and that was it nice yeah so um that, cool. that was it um yeah so but but i liked it it, it took me a while though to, to find that uh 
that public that comfort with public speaking again. And yeah. honestly, even even by the end of the class, I'm like, I could still be doing better. Um, but it's, it's, it's all your good. First I class. Just, your first yeah, class. Haven't done it in a while. Haven't spoken in front of people in a while. Um, so that'll come back. And then the actual class session, like, I mean, I just told him, look, this is my first time teaching. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't know my stuff. What I'm yeah. teaching you guys, I know. Yeah. You know, so, um, but I did tell them like, let me know if there's something I can be doing better. End of the day, good I'm there. I'm there you. to make sure that, that they're good. I love that. This is so cool. It's like, what a journey for you. I, I don't get it. I didn't even know if I wanted to go to college, like you said earlier. Um, and I was what, 20, we did the math, I think at 25, 26, you were when like I went 35, I'm just kidding. Something, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and, uh, here we are. Yeah. It's super cool. It's super yeah. cool. I'm excited. Congratulations on a good first day. Thank and you. And now you have a recording of it so you can look back and like, listen to how did your first day go? You know? Right. Your zipper yeah. wasn't down. It was up. Your chucks were fresh. I mean, you know? the trucks are fresh. The other thing I can't, I don't know. I hope it was. <laughs> I didn't check. Well, check TikTok. If you're not on there, I think you're fine. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok. So I, yeah, I guess I'm just not going to know. Um, it's probably yeah. better that way. Thank you for being my first new podcaster guest. Um, yeah. And One of um, many. thank you for insulting me and telling me I look like John. <laughs> I was trying to get you to laugh, but it didn't work. Yeah, I know. That guy's ugly. We all know it. The worst. Um, and he's all alone your, in Ohio. But ha, 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 ha. And he doesn't get to see his kids. Ha, 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 ha. God <laughs> damn. You guys are ruthless. <laughs> That's what I told him today. I was like, I witnessed your son's first steps. I get to see his chubby little face all the time. I woke up. <laughs> he woke up to see my face for the, you know, when after his nap. And he, John was like, you're so rude. <laughs> did, did, did he make fun of you for? Uh, he called me a month Anita. Okay. So, okay. I wanted to make sure that he, he did do it. Cause so I talked to him the other day. He was like, so what's up? You get fired too. <laughs> okay. And I was like laid off. And then the other thing he said, so we went to uh, dinner this weekend with my mom and dad and yeah. extended people because my mom had surgery. And so she's not going to get to go to the restaurants anymore. So I said, what restaurant do you want to go to? And my parents love Denny's. I love Denny's, right? It's like, we grew up going there. And so freaking John, who doesn't have a life because he's alone in Ohio, um, kept calling Francis on FaceTime. And he was like, oh, are you at Denny's now? Because you're poor, because you're laid off. I was like, I hate you. And Denny's is great. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, you guys are ruthless, man. It's crazy. I mean, I thought Duran I was mean. blood. Duran blood. Yeah, no, I thought I was mean though. No, you guys got me beat. It's crazy. I have to watch it sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, I have to apologize. People are like, sorry, I have brothers and we're kind of like this. We're kind of aggressive. <laughs> I, I like to mess with people and 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 but I I don't think I ever take it to that level. Good God. Only with certain select people, like my friend Zanera, who I'm gonna oh, interview soon. She take she can take it, you know. I tell her yeah. she's like honorary Mexican, so we're good to go. Nice. No, I, I I enjoy it. I love it. I know I know my parents do too, and yeah, I know you guys, but I'm just like, good. God, that's fine. <laughs> we go too far. We go yeah, too far. No, I don't think so, but it's just farther than I would take it. <laughs> All good. Um, I know you gotta go. I'm gonna send you um, I don't know if I ever did. What? If this rings a bell, let me know and I won't send it. But I'm gonna send you a short story that I wrote um that you actually have to pick. Um I pres I pose you I pose a question or I pose you with the who to kill, who did who's gonna die? That yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so send it can... to me. I did read it. Send it to me okay. again. Okay. Because I'm gonna start writing again. I have time. Yeah, me too. So I found that, and, and it kind of it kind of helps. So yeah, I'll send it to you. And then I, I want to hear who you would kill. 
What'd you say? And then I need to know who you would kill and who you would save. Okay, um, I'll yes, tell you. you do need to write. You do need to write a script. Um, honestly, so we can just, sell it for one million dollars. No, you're thinking too small. Oh, um, how much? Yeah, millions upon millions upon millions. Okay, um, okay. I was just doing the possible. like Austin Power one million dollars. Um, um, no, uh, start writing. I will start writing. You got you still have the textbook that I sent you. I do. Textbook. I told David that's all I need. <laughs> I was, I was like, give me a week and I'll write an award. <laughs> maybe, he was maybe, like, uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm just pumping writing. myself up. It's so hard. Like I tried writing already. It's extremely hard and I'm so impressed with people that do it. Uh, but it's also fun. So I'm just going to try, you know, start with a short one. Start okay. with a short story. Uh, I'll send you. Did I send you the one about the wheelchair? No. I'll send you send the one about the wheelchair. Send it to me so I can plagiarize it. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, boo-boo. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the One of a Kind podcast. This show is edited by my brother from the very same mother, Jose Duran. We have more episodes on the way, so please check us out wherever you get your podcasts. 